Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Fuller. My guest today is Doug Bullock, and Doug was at the nurses' strike all day yesterday at Albany Med, and here he's here to talk about what happened. So, Doug, it was how many hours was the strike? It was a one-day strike. It was 24 hours. Okay. So uh, do you believe it was successful? Well, uh, when the whole thing is over with, I believe it, it'll be successful. Uh, we'll have to wait and see because management has taken a strong uh, anti-union position still. They're trying to claim that uh, most of the nurses, 70% of the nurses, didn't go out on strike. But what I saw and what I witnessed was totally different. I, I, I saw most of the nurses, I'd say the majority of them were outside uh, on strike yes, yesterday. Wow. And you say there's going to be a three-day lockdown. Can you tell us yeah. about that? It'll be two more days of a lockout. Uh, they've hired the uh, replacement workers. Uh, that's the nice term that they use for uh, what the labor movement calls scabs. Uh, to do the work of the nurses, they've hired over 700 uh, replacement workers, and they did that uh, and put them to work yesterday. So yesterday, uh, today, and Thursday will be the uh, – the last days of this uh, whole episode. And uh, they hired uh, these replacement workers uh, and paying them twice the amount of what they pay the nurses. That's how they incentivize these uh, scabs to come and work at Albany Med. And uh, they got them from all over the country. They bust them in early in the morning so nobody could see. Bust them in about 5.30 in the morning yesterday. And, uh, you know, they're busting them out. They they give them a place to stay. Um, they're paying an enormous amount of money to do this, an enormous amount that the corporate media is paying no attention to. And uh, <clears throat> they're paying no attention to the uh, strike-breaking uh, law firm that the uh, hospital has hired by the name of Bon, Shenick and King. And uh, they're paying an enormous amount of money over for the last two years for that law firm, which, again, the corporate media is ignoring. So uh, if the corporate media is ignoring the law firm, give, give us an overview of what they're doing. Uh, what they're doing is... is well, you know, hiring the, the scabs is, is, is one thing, but the main strategy uh, of what they're doing is, is to delay. Uh, and, and delay is a mechanism where uh, under labor law, after a, a, a period of, of no contract, that the, uh, the uh, employer can uh, start a decertification process against the union. So that that's the strategy is to delay as as long as you can. And um so far they they've been successful in delaying. They they've walked away from the table. Uh 
they're not talking, um, and uh, they're just uh, dictating whatever they want uh, to the nurses. You know, we're in, we're in the middle of a global pandemic that is spiking in this country. Does the management of Albany Med care about the patients and the nurses? Yeah, they're blaming the nurses right now for going on strike during a pandemic. But uh, if if you look at the facts, the the the, uh, the hospital and the CEO and the law firm have forced the strike. The, what I mean is they knew about it for a long time. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to hire these replacement workers. It takes a long time to gather up 700 nurses and bust them in, and I don't care, you know, from out of state, and uh, put them in Albany Med. So they've known about, they've forced this strike, and, uh, you know, they, uh, they, they've uh, gone on uh, other tactics also in terms of uh, disciplining workers when they can. They're trying so, to tell people that most of the nurses are working, but they're they're not. Uh, most of the replacement workers are working, but one of the problems is that they don't know they don't have any experience at this hospital, so they don't know what the hell they're doing. That's a big a bad sign. But you know, <clears throat> back to the pandemic, I, I think you know the issue uh, with Albany Med here is. Is, is really crucial for forcing this strike during a pandemic. Uh, they should know better. Uh, they, they need. We're we're in a period where the uh, infection rate and the death rates are increasing in Albany County, and it's a really a, a dangerous time to uh, to to be one-sided and, and not listen to the employees that can, that are the only ones that can stamp out this plague. And, uh, you know, like you said, the mainstream media has not been diligent on reporting this. What do you think? They haven't been diligent because they haven't uh, got the facts from uh, they've spent more time interviewing uh, the CEO, Dennis McKenna, uh, Dr. Dennis McKenna from uh, from the hospital, than they have uh, the nurses and the individual nurses. Uh, the corporate media is also just headlining whatever they get from Albany Med, uh, and you know the the issue on how many nurses are at work right now is, is something that you know the corporate media took the uh, CEO's statement and they published it. They didn't bother to check with any of the nurses about how many are out there uh, on strike, and there's. I would say from 60 to 70 percent are out on strikes, and they just don't—they just don't want to report that because, you know, Albany Med is one of the biggest uh, contributors to our private corporate media. Wow. So, you say 70 percent, and I'm sure a lot of them were on the picket line yesterday, right? Yeah, a lot of them were on that picket line. I I would say uh, for the whole day, over a thousand of them were on that picket line. 
on, on various shifts. So there were cars that were passing that were honking. The uh, the feeling I got was that the the people passing by in cars were supportive of the nurses, wouldn't you say? Uh, I would say they were very supportive. I've never uh, I've been out on a lot of picket lines in my day, and I've never seen the uh, response by uh, cars passing by and honking you know, that many of them ever. So you know, I think people are really supportive of the nurses, and I think they uh, the nurses realize this too. So. What do you think the outcome of this is going to be? Well, eventually I believe they'll get a contract. Uh, And the contract will uh, be what the the hospitals have uh, negotiated in the area already uh, with this union, with the nurses' union. They've negotiated a contract at Bellevue Hospital and at Ellis Hospital and uh, also at the uh, hospital out in Glubbersville, Nathan Latour uh, Hospital, and, and gave a good, a decent contract to to him. So, uh, you know, this first contract for Albany Med is, is a real struggle uh, with this employer because they have a long, long history of breaking unions, a long, long history of, of, of anti-union uh, diatribe. So... It's it's going to be a, a real struggle, but I I believe that the, uh, a contract will be negotiated with this employer when the employer finally see, sees how much it's spending. It's wasting millions and millions of dollars. And what I'm griping with the corporate media right now is they're not publishing anything. They're not doing any investigation about how much they're losing. If they would do some investigation about how much they're paying these scabs and how much they're paying the scab companies to bring them in, it would be astronomical. I think people would be in an uprising. But nothing's, uh, we don't have any investigating reporting anymore. It's just all headlines. So um, not only did the, not only did Albany Med bus nurses from different parts of the country into uh Albany to to work, they must have also fed them, housed them. That had to be quite a bit of money. Oh yeah, they had to put them up in uh, hotels and motels, and uh, they have to feed them, and they have to uh, <clears throat> transport them, and then they have to uh, pay them, and and have to pay their. Uh, they're uh, subcontractors that bring them in, so it's, it's an awful lot of money. And I, you know, I just wish we had a, a fair media out here that can investigate this this stuff. We are uh, we're trying to uh, in the labor council that I'm part of. We're trying to uh, pass a law called the Pro P R O Act, and what it'll do is, is outlaw. Uh, replace our employer hiring replacement workers uh, uh, to 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 uh, avoid a strike uh, to during a strike and uh, you know that pro act is going through the uh, the Congress uh, right now it'll, it'll be in the next Congress too 
So we've got a real shot at uh, getting some labor law reform, hopefully through the Biden uh, administration. Wow. So you think that hospitals all over the country are watching what's happening here? And if that's the case, hospitals throughout the country are not properly taking care of the nurses during this pandemic. Would you say that's right? Oh, that's absolutely true, uh, especially when it comes to the N95 masks. These N95 masks are being used 20 times, according to what the nurses say. And, and the protocol at the hospital is you use them once and you throw them away. Because, you know, they don't want any kind of uh, seepage or uh, germination getting through these masks. But the uh, the employers have uh, have simply run out of masks because of their uh, the way they, they uh, keep inventory uh, on demand. Uh, they do, they keep uh, – there's even a, a uh, a notion out there that the employer is keeping masks for uh, inventory purposes only and not distributing to the nurses. But, you know, the employer keeps on saying on television that they, they don't have a shortage of masks. Everybody has a mask, but they're not telling everybody that they're reusing these masks. And, uh, you know, that we've seen uh, the masks. They've shown us samples of the masks from the nurses. And the nurses, you could see clearly that these masks are, are worn and, and uh can uh, allow seepage, and it's it's a shame that they're being have to use them twenty times over. And the other thing, other nurses, uh, and that's going around the country because it, it, it's a shortage, a countrywide shortage during this pandemic. And the other thing is the testing. Uh, the testing we failed miserably on testing, and you know if if we had better testing, we wouldn't have, be in the situation we're in. We're still waiting for these on-time testing that can give you results within an hour. But but they just haven't produced that much around the country. That's why, uh, you know, you see these lineups in, in California and, and other states that uh, are waiting, uh, people are waiting to get tested. It's a shame. Uh, and, you know, that's got to be affecting every hospital in the country. Right now, uh Many of the hospitals are overrun, and they're overrun uh, because of a shortage of personal protective equipment. So, uh, you know, when you get a run like this on the hospitals, you you really uh, you can't have a profit motive uh, hospital system. You, we have to have a system where uh, health comes before profits. Were there many elected officials that supported the nurses yesterday? Yeah, uh, the uh, there was uh, Albany Common Council uh, people there, uh, Alfredo Balleron and mm-hmm. uh, uh, well, Onani, and uh, there was uh, one other, oh, of course, Corey Ellis is, is president of the Common Council. Also, mm-hmm. uh, Michelle Hinchy 
has been showing up. And I've uh, congratulated Michelle Hinchy uh, as our new senator from, uh, well, she's from Kingston, but uh, from this area, too, Albany County, part of Albany County had to vote for uh, Michelle Hinchy. And uh, she's been showing up uh, three or four times. So I thought, I think, uh, and, and along with Phil Steck, he's been showing up too. I think that's been a really good support from uh, from these uh, politicians. Even the mayor showed up once for one of the rallies. So uh, as far as assembly is concerned, were there any other assembly members besides Phil Steck that showed support? Uh, I... I believe I, I saw uh, at one of the previous rallies, uh, I, uh, I saw uh, John McDonald and um, our other assembly member, uh, Pat Fahey, uh, once. Okay. So the, they, they have shown some support. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the mayor did speak once. So I think the political support has been pretty good. Good. So, overall, do you think that the... And, okay, Tonko's aid also showed up. Uh, oh, good. So, you know, we've had some really, really good uh, representation from the political people. So, do you think the average person is aware of just how dangerous the situation is? I don't think the average person understands what's going on in these hospitals. I don't think they understand the uh, how they're run on the profit motive, and profit is is more important than than their health care. So you know, I don't I don't think they understand it because they're not getting uh, uh, information proper information from the corporate media. Hmm. And that's. And that disturbs you, right? It disturbs me because it's so one-sided, yeah. Okay. Now, I believe that the CEO of Albany Mays has come out a couple of times and made statements. Did he do so in good faith? He's making statements that are purely bad faith statements and not negotiating, just dictating. He made statements that uh, 70% of the nurses are working, and that's that's just wrong. Maybe maybe that's right with, uh, with uh, the scabs that they've hired, but uh, it, it's most of those nurses are out on strike. I can guarantee you that. I've seen them with my own eyes, and so has everybody else. But, you know, He's also uh, made they made the decision to lock him out for two extra days, and uh, he's he made the statement over the corporate media that uh, it's it, that this is part of the punishment for uh, for the nurses going out on strike during this pandemic. So you know he's he's been very one, you know he's been very. Uh, uh, anti-union he's been that way for a long time he inherited from his predecessor and uh, you know 
the the corporate media listens to his side mainly and publishes his side mainly. So when they look for when they look for replacement workers, how did they do that? Did they? Um, well, they've got employment to... agencies, and they've got uh, they've got law firms that that do this, that that supply uh, uh, work, you know, employment firms that supply workers, temporary workers, all over the country, and you know, they just I thought. It, it's probably pretty easy to uh, to hire somebody when you offer them a wage that big. So they uh, and and it's probably pretty easy to get them to sign a contract for three days to work. So yeah, especially if if the money is that big. So you know, I I think that the uh, uh, it's it's been fairly easy under our draconian uh, laws that allow uh, strike breakers like this uh, to break a strike. We even have movies on replacement workers uh, that, that actually uh, condone the practice. And it's, but we're the only industrialized country in the world, Cynthia, that allows replacement workers. So do you think that the replacement workers Took a uh, took time off from the regular jobs to come here, or do you think these these nurses were unemployed and just figured? Oh, for sure, unemployed. It it would have been very easy to get them right now because this economy, in terms of employment, has gone down the tubes. Uh, There's millions and millions of people out of work right now that they can draw on. Uh, especially, uh, you know, and nurses included. So, you know, they have a they have an easy time cherry picking uh, the best uh, ones that they can get uh, during this pandemic because of the uh, economic uh, fallout that we're we're experiencing right now, along with the pandemic. Well, that 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 seems kind of ugly, doesn't it? It's, it's ugly. It, it, it's it's ugly because of uh, the way they are treating these these wonderful people. I, I, the nurses are really uh, professionals, and you know they're true professionals. They 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 really care about the patients, and you know the main demand. And the corporate media has been saying the main demand is wages. That's another thing that really irks me because the main demand isn't wages. The main demand is safe staffing, and they don't have the safe staffing levels that are necessary, especially during this pandemic. They they didn't have it before, but uh, this pandemic. But now it's it's really crucial that you do have it, and uh, you know they're playing around with with, with strike breaking right now. Uh, the hospital is so, you know I, I think it's a shame. You know of any other hospitals that have gone on strike like Albany Med? Uh, Nathan Latour did uh, back four years ago. Uh, But in New York City, there's been a a flurry of of strikes uh, recently. 
and uh, they they've settled the contracts, uh, especially Nisner has with a, with a lot, maybe four or five different hospitals in New York City after striking. But uh, yeah, it's happening all over the country now. You know, when you put the TV on or you listen to the radio, you know, they stress, wear a mask. It'll protect you. It'll protect somebody else. But that's just half the battle. They're not taught. Wearing a mask is responsible. responsibility. Correct. I believe that. But the medical staff, the medical administration, is not responsible, don't you think? I don't think they are either, but the main irresponsibility comes from our president of the United States, the (laughs) spreader-in-chief. He has been the worst example that we've ever had during a pandemic. (laughs) Well, we haven't had this many pandemics, but still, he's he's a real... (laughs) terrible example of someone flouting his own rules, uh, not wearing a mask wherever he goes, having uh, go to rallies where everybody's in the rally without masks. And it's a shame Mm -hmm. to watch him. And he's going to continue doing it. He's going down to Georgia now to try and win the Senate. And our spreader in chief is going to hold rallies. And he's going to have these people come, and he's he's convincing people, you know, not to wear a mask. So we got a real problem at the top of our our society here, where uh, he's undermining uh, wearing a mask. So <laughs> you know, and everybody sees this, but uh, it, it's really a, a shame that that so many people believe him, and uh, <clears throat> but they do. For whatever reason, I don't know. So what's what's going to happen going forward? Uh, going forward, I, I, like I said, I think there'll be a contract. I think uh, I think the the staffing ratios will, will go up in favor of the nurses. Uh, I think that the, they'll get back to work and. Uh, uh, deal with this pandemic because it's it's hitting us right now. We're going through the second phase, and uh, mm-hmm. it's an increasing phase. It'll be worse than the first. And uh, you know, going forward, I I think that uh, uh, it, if this uh, strike is is won by the nurses, it's going to be set a precedent uh, throughout the country. Wow. So. You know, as this issue evolves, Doug, I'd like to have you back on Focus on Albany to share your thoughts on what's going on. People should be aware of this. Would you Would you be uh, willing to come back on? I sure would, Cynthia. Okay, great. So you've been listening to Doug Bullock. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Thank you.